Welcome back to the Grow with Tim podcast. I'm Jay Du, and this is Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you've enjoyed us talking about growth. That's really the key phrase between everything that we've talked about on this podcast so far. And today will be no different. Tim, take it away. We're talking about goals today and thinking bigger. Yeah. So I think about goals a lot. I think most successful people have goals. Yeah. Um, but there's there's an astonishing lack of intentionality around that for mm. a lot of people. Like a lot of people sort of float through life and they actually accomplish things. But I think a lot less gets done than is possible. And I think goals and thinking bigger are, are two of those keys. So we're going to talk about goals and thinking bigger today. Yeah, I agree with you completely because everybody is busy in life. We live in a very 21st century fast-paced world. We're getting things done, but are we getting the right things done? Are we getting done the things that are going to make our life and our community's lives better? Are we getting things done we want to do? Right. <laughs> and goals are the right. way we can kind of pare down and go, what should we be working on today? The world is a noisy place, yeah. and there's, there's so much vying for our time and attention. And without goals, it's really hard to prioritize your time, mm-hmm. your money, and, and critically your attention, right? Your attention can get sliced into a thousand pieces and it's not really worth anything. And so when you've got clear goals, you, you're focusing your time, money, and attention in the pursuit of one or more goals. And you can gain some momentum that otherwise is diffused. Like if you're, you're chasing this one and then you're this one, you might actually be making some progress, but it's not directional and you have no momentum. And so I think uh, goals are, are really important. I agree with you completely because really what we're doing is we're honing in, when you say intentionality and focus and direction, we're honing in on what we shouldn't be doing because there's so many things happening. You know what? What in the world do I need to pay attention to by getting rid of the things I don't need to pay attention to? Yeah, something I remind people of a lot is every choice to do something, mm-hmm. whether that's watch TV or respond to an email or take a nap or play a game or go for a drive or go for whatever. Every choice to do something is a choice not to do something else. And often we make choices to do something and we don't think about all the invisible things that we're saying no to that are actually a lot more valuable. Agreed. That's really what it's about. So, and in the world I live in, I'm always saying this and I don't know how everybody else out there in the world handles it, but I got all these kids at the house. They're, they're the perfect people for you in your life. You want them, they're half you and half someone else. And at the same time, all they're doing is distracting me from, uh, from other stuff. And I'm like, I feel so torn. So anyway, I just got to throw that back out there. It's one of my, it's my oldest daughter's birthday today, the oldest one. And, uh, so it's on my mind again, because this morning I had a list of things I needed to do. Dad needed to do, but of course it was her birthday. We had to wake her up and sing and give her a present and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, But those aren't, those, those aren't things you're going to regret. No, of course not. Those choices are good. Of course not. I'm just learning. I'm learning how to deal with that because for me, for whatever reason, I, that's one of my struggles is trying to make sure that my, um, my primaries get the right amount of love and attention. Right. Yeah. And the big thing is to be whatever you're doing, be all in, right? Be present. If, if it's your kid's birthday and you're there to celebrate, don't, don't have half your attention on your daughter and half your attention on your phone. Right. Yep. Be all in and then go work and be all into work and get stuff done. And, and, uh, yeah, you, you'd be a lot happier. And so will everybody else in your life. Folks, this isn't just a podcast about Tim and his growth. It's therapy. For me. <laughs> it's therapy for Jade. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. 
Okay, so what's the next thought that we have here, Tim? You wrote down some notes about having um, a plan and moving toward, you know, how, how do we do some of these things? What? So I think you've actually probably done as much intentional oh. thinking about goals as I have. I know you've mentioned to me in the past a workshop that you yes. watched early on from Very much Rome, so. I think. Um, so I, I've got lots of ideas about how I set goals, but... Jim Rohn maybe has thought more about it than either one of us. So talk us through that, maybe. What's really crazy about being intentional about it, like you said, is I found this big change in my life through a Jim Rohn workshop on accident. It wasn't Mm -hmm. even intentional Mm -hmm. necessarily. So years ago, yes, I was maybe 15 years ago, I was driving and I really like to audio process. So audiobooks are good for me. Listening to people talk, podcasts are really good for me. And I stumbled upon a Jim Rohn workshop that was long long enough to like execute my whole drive. And I thought, perfect. Perfect. So I don't have to fiddle and change anything. So it was on YouTube. And, uh, what I realized is he was in a workshop with a live audience at the time. So they were actually working on this really changed my life. So this is what he said to that group. Everyone take out a piece of paper, probably a sales group or networking group. And he said, number it one to 50 on top of each other, big list. And he said, everyone write down, what things you want, at least 50 things that you want in life over the course of the next decade, 10 years. And what I realized at that point, because I was driving is, oh, this is actually a workshop. People are doing it. So he's talking them through ideas and reminding them of ways to do this effectively over the course of a few minutes. And one big piece, Tim, that he told me I need some feedback on you for just this part before I get into my story. And then I started doing it myself after I was done driving. Yeah, right. Good. Was uh, don't write down things that you think you can get. Write down things you want. Hmm. And that right there started to blow my mind. And I'm just driving. I'm Mm -hmm. just thinking. But first off, okay, so tell me about that. That piece right there, before I tell you how this changed my life, things you want, goals you want, ideas and dreams, but not just things you can think you can grab on. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. I think that, um, so Strategic Coach, you know, I talk about them a lot. I, I think very highly of that organization. They've got this little formula that says M equals O minus C. Okay. M equals O minus C. So what are those letters? Well, for, for strategic coach, um, M is a mess and mess for them is like a technical term, right? A mess. It, well, you'll understand in a second. A mess is what you have when you have obligation, the O okay. without commitment, the C. So you say yes to a, a, a board seat because somebody really prevails upon you and says, man, we really want you. Right. But you don't really want to do it. I've done this. Yes, haven't <laughs> you? So have I. <laughs> right. And you don't really want to do it, and you're busy, and you've got other things that you care about more, but they, they, you know, they said please, and you feel like it's a good organization, and you really would like to help them out. But then what happens every board meeting? You're like, oh, man. I right. I don't want to go. I don't want to. And you're busy. And, <laughs> yeah. you're, and then, then they ask you to do something. Hey, could you help out with this? And you either don't do it yep. or you do a crappy job yep. of it. Yeah. Or, and, and, you're con- and, and you've got a mess. you got a mess. Therapy, right? everyone. Therapy. Yeah. So strategic coach says, look, don't obligate yourself to things that you aren't really committed to. And I think it's the same thing with a goal. It might be your own goal, but don't. Don't like write down, oh, I should do this. I should do this. Get Now, there are things that you have to do. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying be uh, we a have, narcissist. We do have responsibilities Absolutely. in this world. Yes. But when it comes to setting goals, like if your heart's not really in it, if you don't 
really want that thing, you're not going to achieve it. And all you're going to do is, is like load up your backpack with guilt. Like, so don't, don't write that thing down. But if it's something that you actually want to achieve, um, that's, that's half the battle right there is writing it down. So I agree. He's saying, Jim Rohn says, write down 50 things that you want, not necessarily things that you should do, or you think that you, and also not just things that you can do like, Oh, this is achievable. Like I right. can brush my teeth this morning. That's not a goal. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So carry on. What's I love next? it. Okay. So that was the first thought. So let's fast forward. What happened to me was I did my event. I was headed to an event. I came back from that event and, uh, it's cl- getting closing in on midnight and and I decide to re-listen to this and actually do the exercise. Okay, so that right there, I got to stop. Okay. That separates you from like 90% of the people out there, mm. right? Because most people would listen to that and say, that's a really good idea. I should do that someday. And then they'll never do it. <laughs> right. Right. So you got to take action. Yeah. And you hear a good idea, you actually commit and you say, I'm going to, I'm going to do something with that. Right. Okay. Carry on. Yes. Okay. So I get back to my apartment. I'm single at the time. I'm about 24, 25 at this time. And I start writing my list and my ideas were big, bold, and great. Now I had some things on there like get married, have children that now is very much a part of my life. But I'm talking one of my favorites that I tend to tell people when I'm recapping this story and how it influenced me so much is I said, you know what I would really want? One of the things he said in the quote of his workshop, just write down stuff that would really do it for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I yeah. thought, and so I'm smiling, thinking about that. All right. One of those things that would just really do it for me for no reason other than intrinsic value for me was I want to take a picture with a member of the British royal family and have it as my Facebook profile. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's literally, yeah, I wrote that down. But, of course, I've got, you know, buy something great for mom, you know, take the family on trips, you know, uh, backpack the Alps, you know, things like that were on there, very major things. But, you know, I had some things like that. The next piece for me that was really uh, something that changed me, really did, is I only made it to 44 things before I could not think of any more things. Mm. And that for me was such a big moment because I said, I'm a dreamer and an idea guy. I feel a lot of people know that I'm a creative or that's how they label me. I couldn't get past 44. So I put down $100 million here, five homes, have a place in New York City, all sorts of great things. Um, but I got to 44, and I was like, man, I don't get a four-wheeler? I don't know. There was a, there was a kid who had a four-wheeler in my neighborhood growing up. That was cool. I couldn't think of anything else. So eventually, long time later, I came up with 50 things. But that was big for me, um, realizing that some of my idea muscle hadn't been flexed in a while. I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but that for me was like uh, yeah, intimidating. I, like, am I losing who I am? Yeah, I think that's a really great realization for you, and I think – that's one of the things that I love about coach is at least once a quarter strategic coach, at least once a quarter, I'm being forced to think bigger and to actually think about my thinking. We talked about that on a previous podcast. Um, yeah, if, if you, if you run out of the, that's why, that's why people die soon after they retire. Mm. If, if you've seen the statistics, mm-hmm. it's an astonishing, like people are in good health. They, they work and they work until they're, 65, 70, 75 or whatever. And you've got uh, this huge number of entrepreneurs and like really driven, successful people, the kind of people that are listening to this podcast that, um, they retire and like two years later, they're dead. It's, it's a shocking statistic. And it's because they, they ran out, they finished their list, right? There's nothing else to do. Wow. And so I think having, always having a list that, that is expanding is actually really important. And just the exercise of, 
getting there and then having that realize you later went out and, and I'm sure you've got more than 50 things now that you're pursuing. Um, but yeah, that's an important yeah. realization. Really crazy. So I wrote those things down and the big epiphany and I'll stop this particular story for me was, uh, I got my 50 things. Uh, Jim said, put a one, a three, a five or 10 next to those things and figure out what type of time frame you think these are. If they're yeah. 10 one or year, beyond goal, yeah. three year goal. Yeah. Just put 10 on them. If you don't think, wow, I have no clue what this is, how to do it and pull that off five, one year and things like that. The big thing for me and the takeaway was the next morning I woke up to go to my job. I was working at the time. I only had one job out of school that I had for about three, four years. And I realized that that list that I made stayed up late for, got me going, really did it for me. In theory was supposed to make me happy. If I achieved, met, went, got yeah. all these things. I was headed out the door to go to work and I realized I'm not headed toward any of these things mm. by going to my job today. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. And that was the beginning of a seed planted. And for me, that now is an entrepreneurial journey outside of that work environment because I'm not going to hit any of this. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening, here's, here's your, uh, here's your job. Go follow JD. Okay. And when he posts that picture of, with British Royal family, yeah. on his, oh, I want yes. you to like it. So here's what's really remember. crazy, Tim is about, uh, if I had to guess about two years later, there is a Scottish event in our neck of the woods, Greenville, South Carolina, Furman University is here. And there is a large, um, Galibray, uh, Highland games yeah. where the big yeah, yeah. guys throw stuff around and whatever. Yeah. You didn't realize how Scott, Jay Mick do, <laughs> right? We came from the Highlands. Y'all don't remember us. We were really high back, <laughs> really high. We, it's basically on the other side. We were on the low side. Okay. So anyway, um, the director of that, uh, Games venue came up to me and um, I had very much influence over uh, promotional and celebratory things that happened at our local ballpark. Yeah. And he came to me and said, hey, we need to advertise and do this. Let's do a deal here so we can get your get my Highland guys out here and throw some stuff around at your baseball game and things like this. So, yeah, yeah, great, great. And we'll make sure you get hooked up, J. Do. Oh, and by the way, his royal highness, Prince Edward, is the grand marshal this year he's coming to greenville so if you can do this for me and we do all the promotion as long as he confirms he's coming and all that i'll make sure in the parade we do that you get to meet him yeah i mean really crazy well okay here's the bad part the only bad part of the story is i had a epic 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 trip to Dubai plan that same week so the very first year of like a four or five year partnership of doing this with them yeah his Royal Highness came through, yeah. not so royal anymore, right? Yeah, right. But um, I was going to get to meet him, and I said, this is it. This that's is it. it. So I actually didn't do it. And, of course, you know, hindsight 2020, yeah, that's yeah. okay with that particular guy. But, uh, yeah, I was offered the opportunity. Hey, you have the guys throw stuff around. We'll make sure you get wristbands when he comes through. Take a picture with him. It'll be great and all that. And I said, that's literally my dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to look him up, like, which one is this queen. guy? I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't right. even know which one this is. How many sons <laughs> does this lady have? I don't even know. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Very that cool. counts for me. That Very counts. Cool. That Very counts. cool. All right. Well, all right. So what are the takeaways from that thing? So number one, write down stuff yes. and, and write down things that you want to do, right? There's got to be some intrinsic motivation there. And then I, I don't think you got to this part, but I think an important part for you was you didn't just keep that list to yourself. I think you told a few people. I about did. It. So over time, what happened was I started to introduce that. That's why I still tell the story so vividly and get excited is I started to update the list, yeah. maybe do it annually, but I got my, eventually my now wife, she got involved and I said, Hey, let's do this together to see if our futures align, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
there's many things that on the day-to-day basis we had to work out, but on the long-term vision, this is compatible. Yeah, cool. And I've done that with interns and people who've worked with me as well to get them dreaming, especially at an age where we are on the verge of finishing school or starting a first job or something like that. Many people I've worked with. And so, yeah, I've expanded that vision to the people in my circle. Love it. Love it. All right. So takeaways from goals before we move on, I think number one, it's really powerful to write them down. You and I have both experienced that. I think I've told you before, maybe even on this podcast about, I don't know, four or five years ago, I, um, I was encouraged to write down a list of lifetime goals. Mm -hmm. So similar to what you did, except I I, I didn't stop at 50. I filled like three pages full of lifetime goals. And, and in my case, I didn't take my own advice, which was to review it regularly. I didn't share it with anybody else and I didn't make a plan. These are all bad things, right? Shame on me. In my case, all I did was I wrote this down and I tucked it away in a file and I honestly forgot about it for year and a half, two years, something like that. I, I stumbled across it a couple of years later and I pulled it out and I thought, oh, I did that. And I crossed it out. Oh, I did that one too. Crossed it out. And I'd, I'd done like a third of these things. <laughs> right. I hadn't even been intentional about yeah. it. But, but just like thinking about, and these were pretty big, these were lifetime goals. These weren't supposed to be, yeah. you know, so Anyway, and, I, and I've since done quite a few more of those things, and I've updated and expanded it. But I think just writing it down is half the battle. You tell somebody about it. Now you're like a good bit further. You review it regularly. Maybe that's post-it on your bathroom mirror yeah. or the, you know, whatever. You, you review it regularly. And then really, if you break it down into action steps and you create a plan, it's as good as done. It's, like you can do it. I love it. So Jim Rohn also says, um, here or there. You know, you look at your life and what you've done so far and accomplished. And he said, hey, how many push-ups can you do? And someone might be in the audience and they say, ah, 20 push-ups. He says, 20 push-ups, all you can do. Let's get down and do 20 push-ups. And they do 20 push-ups. And they said, wow, that was tough. That was hard. But that's what I thought I could do. Is 20 push-ups all you can do? And the answer is actually no. 20 push-ups is all you can do at once right now. Yep. That's it. Yep. So just like you, just writing those things down may have started to unlock some subconscious pieces yeah. of your life goals and dreams and it propels you to do keep doing more we're not all that we can be we are all that we are so far hopefully you guys got all that but so so here's the question why do people not do this I think that folks are, first off, like we've talked about here, in, they don't realize the importance of their growth and evolutionary process. They just don't understand that they, another thing is the way our schooling is normally built around us in 21st century America is that we don't think about learning as a lifelong process. We think about learning as a time and place at you know, West, East, North high school. And right. that's it, right. you know, and that, that, at least for me, that was a me. There's a lot of the culture that I grew up around. I didn't think about continuing to learn. Right. After you get school. your diploma, you're, you're good. Yeah. Right. I th- and I thought I knew everything as well. I got to college and I said, they have a specific class on this <laughs> one thing. I don't know anything about this. And they have a specific class on this one little piece. Right. It blew my mind when I got to college. So the, I think that's why a lot of po- folks miss it. And um, they they are at the mercy in a in a work environment a lot of times of someone else is running their schedule or giving them their demands, uh, asking to go to the bathroom or taking an hour lunch break. They they give up their they give up their authority on their life to someone else. Yeah, yeah. I think another reason is that people are afraid to commit to something because they're they're not sure how they're going to achieve it or if they're going to achieve it, and and it's kind of scary to dream big because you're like, well, what if I fail? Yeah. 
Um, Who am I if I fail, right? Then I'm not anybody. If I don't try, I at least can be comfortable and have a society for that. But who am I if I don't hit things? Yeah. 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 Well, so I love... I love setting goals. I love setting big goals, goals that I'm actually motivated by that I want to achieve. Right. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, one year goals or one week goals. It right. can be 10 year goals or mm-hmm. lifetime goals. Right. But you and I have talked before about how sometimes we have these invisible scripts for Sati calls them uh, invisible scripts, like these things inside us that that say, oh, well, this is this is like your lid. Right. This is uh, for me, silly, invisible scripts are like, um, I don't get pizza delivered to my house because like, why would I pay money to have pizza delivered to my house when I could, I'm perfectly capable of driving to the pizza place. Right. Tim, that's terrible. I, well, I, I fixed this. I fixed okay, this good. a few years ago. Well, we but, only talk about the ones we fixed, <laughs> right? That is exactly right. So for me though, for years, for de- like, I could totally afford to have pizza delivered to my house, but I had this script. Like I, it never even crossed my mind. <laughs> I knew people had pizza delivered to their house. Does it, does it cost more to have a delivery? I don't even know. Like, that's how bad this one is for me. Like, does it cost more? I don't know. So I grew up super frugal. Like my <laughs> yeah. dad, I had never had pizza delivered to my house ever. Really? And never had appetizers. I, like I grew up, I, I was 25 before I'd ever seen anybody order an appetizer. Okay. I thought they were just there I got for you. decoration. Yes, right? I got I you on know. that one. Okay. okay. So, so the pizza delivery thing was like, it had never crossed my mind. It's just this invisible script. Well, I, I drive to get pizza, right? And then there was one Sunday afternoon between church services. We were, my family and I were watching a movie and we wanted pizza and I was going to drive. And I'm like, but I'm going to have to miss the movie. I'm like, I wonder how much it costs. <laughs> I looked at it. It was like $2.50 plus a tip to have this pizza delivered, and I was able to stay and watch a movie. I'm like, I'm going to do that. Right? But it, okay, so my point is. These- Tim starts cheering during the movie at a time where no one else was like, this is the bad part, Tim, and he's cheering. So we all have these invisible scripts. Right? Yeah. We all have these limits, and then we say, well, we, I just, that's not the kind of person I am, right? Yeah. So I think it, uh, in much bigger ways than deciding to order delivery for your pizza, there, as you write goals, sometimes we have an artificial lid mm-hmm. and we got to blow that lid off, right? So usually that's going to happen from getting exposure to other people that think bigger than you are uh, or think bigger than you do. So I've told you before, I always try to be intentional about being the youngest, poorest, least successful person in the room because that's where I grow the most, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you a couple of quick stories about thinking bigger. All my life, I assumed I was going to be a self-employed entrepreneur. Like my dad was self-employed. I had a lawn care business in high school. I had a computer business in high school. and But it was basically me and a couple of helpers, right? And so you know, maybe I was going to have an assistant. Maybe I'd have – but it was like it was basically I was going to create a job for myself. Yep. And then in grad school, in, in, in business school, I had a class with a former CFO from Dr. Pepper, and he, he was fantastic. It was a fantastic class in many, many ways. But the capstone project for really the whole degree was I think we were going to raise $10 million, go on a road show, and um, start this this new business. And you had to have you know pro forma financials, and you had to have business plans and marketing plans and all this stuff. And, and you were putting together everything you'd learn in business school. And the point for me, obviously, it was a fictitious, it was just a semester-long project. But at the end of the semester, I realized, you know, being self-employed is really hard work. It takes a lot of time, a lot of stress, a lot of risk. Like, it's not for the faint of heart. And what I just did, fictitiously, right, it was just a project, but raising $10 million and starting this big company with dozens or hundreds of employees, like, that wasn't any harder. It wasn't any more hours. It wasn't any more risk. It's just different. Yeah. But but it makes such 
such a bigger impact. Like it's going to change a bigger portion of the world. I'm going to create jobs for a lot of people. I'm going to create um, more value for more people. It's going to be more fun. Like, why wouldn't I do that? And it was this quantum shift in my thinking. Like, let's not start, you know, Tim Joyner and associates like this little thing. Like, let's start something bigger than me. That's going to outlast me. That is going to create value for a lot of people. So that was kind of the first major leveling up. Um, then a few years after that, I I think about a year after that, I was on my first business trip with a mentor of mine who was my coach. He had actually hired me to go out and co-consult on a job. I was going to bring some technological expertise that he didn't have. We flew out to Denver. We got in this black first business trip. I'd never done this. Mm -hmm. We got in the back of, you know, a black car with the the driver sign up for you. I didn't know this kind of thing. This happened for other people. Right. He can't even get pizza. Yeah, that's right. This this car is a level up from the pizza car. We're sitting in the back of this limo and and my coach, my mentor is sitting next to me and he's on the phone for like a 20 or 30 minute phone call. Talking, I think it was a tax attorney. And literally in the ride between the airport and the office that we were going to, those two solved the problem that created literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of value for this client of theirs. And I just, I I was only hearing one side of the conversation, but I was like, holy cow, I didn't know that 20 minute conversations happened like that, like created six figures of value in 20 minutes. I have no idea what that guy cost or what he charged. Could have been $10,000 for a 20 minute phone call for all I care. They would have been happy to pay it. And I thought I've got to figure out how to create value like that. Not because I want to make a lot of money. Sure. That's cool. It's fun. But, but I want to have that kind of impact. I want to be valuable at that level. I got to figure out how to do that. So that was sort of the next leveling up. Like, how do I make myself incredibly valuable? I've got to learn a lot more. I've got to have more experiences. I've got to develop new capabilities and new skills and new teams. Um, and then I would say the third one was uh, a gentleman named Roland Frazier that you mm-hmm. and I talked about before. Yeah. So now I'm no longer going to be entrepreneur, self-employed Tim Joyner. I'm no longer going to bill like $100 an hour, which you know I thought was a lot of money or maybe 130 or 150 or two, like – I'm going to create incredible value at scale where the hourly rate doesn't even matter. So that was sort of the second. But now Roland Frazier comes along. I'm thinking at this point, you know, CEO is sort of the pinnacle. Like I'm not going to be self-employed. I'm going to be the CEO of one or maybe several big companies that I've started. That's like the terminus. That's that's the goal. Yep. Well, Roland Frazier says, all right, there are actually five exits. Five exits. So you start a company and immediately in, in the beginning, a little company, you're doing everything. You're like doing the work. And so you exit the line, he says, you, you exit the, the work and you become like the manager, you're coordinating doers who are doing the work. So that's the first exit, you exit the line. Then you exit the management. You're no longer, um, you exit the staff, he says, yes. right? Okay. So now you're the CEO, you're the strategic thinker, you're the visionary, you're putting together deals, but you're no longer managing day-to-day operations, you're the CEO. For me, that was the end. Roland says, no, you're just getting started. Eventually, you exit the org chart. You're no longer the CEO. You're just a board member and an investor. Blew my mind. I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that as being something you would aspire to, like you aspire to become the CEO. So no, that, that's not the end. Yeah. You exit the CEO. You become a board member. Now you've got incredible freedom. You're on multiple boards. You can do big deals. You can make big impacts. But you don't have to be in an office 60, 70, 80 hours a week or however many hours you might be as, there as a CEO. You're, you're a board member, and then eventually you exit the board, and now you're just an investor, and eventually you exit the company, you cash out, and, and you go off to the next adventure. And so that was really the third 
Whoa, got to think bigger, Tim. Yeah, you only like, made it halfway. Yeah. Yeah, there's another. So yeah. for me, that was uh, the result of being in the right rooms and getting exposed to the. But but left to my own devices, I'd be a one man show. Um, you know, I'd have a lawn care business, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But but I'm having so much more fun, creating so much more impact. And it's only because I got exposed to people that said, no, Tim, you're thinking too small. You need to raise $10 million and start a company. Oh, you need to create $100,000 worth of value in a 30-minute conversation. Oh, you shouldn't just be CEO. You should be a board member and investor and have more freedom and more impact. And I don't know what the next leveling up is going to be, but I'm not done, right? I'm not not done. So I, I love setting goals, but you also have to evaluate those goals and say, are they big enough? Yeah. Because it may not be any more work, risk, time, effort to actually double, triple, 10x, 100x your impact. It's very interesting to think about this on this level because so many folks, the e-myth, right, are trying to exit the line, trying to maybe move into management or CEO role. But I think many, many people stop there. And that is the pinnacle. For sure. Um, I think that I see that in my life, realizing, hmm, there is another level to come up to and move on from and to and, and that might for many people in our listeners really be where their freedom and fulfillment is right. in continuing to grow right. and to move on to those le- next levels, whatever they are for them. Right. All right. So we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Tell us some takeaways. If, if somebody's listening yep. to us today and they haven't recently uh, set any goals or review their goals, what's your advice? Number one is you've got to think about who you want to become, not just what you want to do or what you'd like to have, who you'd like to become and what your life looks like in the future. So as Tim said, write them down. Let's think about these things strategically and let's put them on paper. Secondly, I think you said, let's find an ally, an advocate, a mentor, a business coach to share these ideas with yep. and help them see what you might not be realizing about your life today and help them encourage you and keep you accountable to moving toward those things while the kids are having all their birthday parties and all those (laughs) things, right? Hey, we got to stay focused on who you'd like to become for those people who are in your life. So I think those are the uh, first two things that many folks can um, uh, start to do. Yeah. Start to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then review them and eventually break it down into a plan and you'll be amazed how far you can go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Grow with Tim podcast with Jadu and Tim Joyner. What we're talking through here today is hopefully going to help you on your journey as you grow, as you think about goals, and you think about growing bigger. 